Previously heard on Good Hope FM. Welcome to Pedal and Stride. Every Tuesday, our exclusive cycling and running segment at around 20 to 2. We have a special guest in studio, and it's Sven Thieler. Sven is the founder of Hot Chili. Now, Sven, tell us who is Sven and what is Hot Chili all about? Um, well, thank you very much, and it's an absolute pleasure to come in here and chat cycling with you. And cycling is, is my passion. Cycling is my passion. And uh, I have uh, been coming. I was born in South Africa uh, okay. many, 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 many that's years a, ago. That's the first most important thing. Ex- exactly. And then ended up uh, leaving South Africa and basing myself in London in Europe. But uh, wh- whilst I was there, I became a passionate cyclist and set up a cycling event. How, how did this passion, passion for cycling start or where did it start? And how did it evolve into you becoming uh, an organizer of events? Uh, it's it's actually a, a, a crazy story because I came back for an old school reunion here, actually in Cape Town. So I grew up in Cape Town, as I mentioned, and yeah. uh, came to the school reunion. And from being one of the fittest guys at school, I was probably the fattest at oh school. So I came in at about 110 kilograms, and it was just it was terrible. It really was. It was terrible. So they, what I found out is that all the fit guys who were at my school yeah. reunion were all cycling. And in fact, they were all cycling the Cape Town Cycle Tours, the Argus as it was known then. And uh, and to me, that was the solution, which is start cycling. And at that point in time, I became addicted. And the bug bit you. And now you have started an, a company called Hot Chili. And of course, it's now producing international cycling events. So tell us about how the evolution of Hot Chili has now moved into where it is today. Well, at, at that point in time, when, as I say, when I started, cycling, and certainly I was living and, and live in London, uh, cycling was not big. I mean, it was literally you rode around the lanes on your own, um, and there were very, very few events. So the one thing that I've, I felt was necessary was setting up some event with a difference, and that's how we started the London Paris, which is now in its 14th edition, which is a multi-day uh, cycling event all the way from London to the center of Paris, finishing very close to the, uh, the Eiffel Tower. Um, events like that just didn't exist, and we were the first multi-day event of its time, the first amateur event to be uh, to to be televised, and that's that's really how we started. Now it's slightly over two weeks before the start of the Cape Town Cycle Tour, the fortieth uh, Cape Town Cycle Tour, and of course you're hosting an event called the Cape Ruler, which is happening, of course, the week leading up to the Cape Town Cycle Tour. Tell us about the Cape Ruler, when it started, and what it's, what it's all about. So Cape Cape Ruler is in its sixth edition. Um, we we started it as a multi-day event in the build-up to the Cape Town cycle to the Argus, as it was known then. And the idea was, is there's so many international travellers who love cycling, who want early season, early season sunshine, and want a reason to come out and visit the beautiful Western Cape. Uh, what they didn't have was a, a multi-day event in a European-style format that they could then ride and then ultimately end that week with the Cape Town Cycle Tour. So what date does it start? Give us some details on the route, what the masses can expect, and are there still opportunities for cyclists out there to possibly enter in the Cape Ruler? So the, the dates are the 5th to the 9th of March. So it starts this Sunday with a prologue okay. uh, in, on the evening, and then we use the prologue to seed the riders according to their ability, and then they get put into their race bunches for the Stage 1, Stage 2, Stage 3. Uh, and then there's a festival ride. It's based out of Franchuk. There's a festival ride on the Thursday back into Cape Town. Route details? So route is uh, – prologue is in Franchuk, uh, and then Stage 1 heads out west towards Paul Wellington. Okay. So the, the European riders or international riders see 
Uh, so are token. the European and international rates are they in elite uh, former or current? Uh, there are uh, most of most of the riders who enter the event are internationals. I'd say probably about eighteen eighty uh, percent of those are, riders are international. Uh, we have one, uh, the Paris Roubaix winner um, for two thousand and four is riding, and he's also helping us with our coaching program here in, in South Africa. Uh, you have uh, the usual kind of uh, celebrity style uh, people riding, and then just very very serious uh, amateurs and then the final group for the slower riders are the really social riders who are just interested in finishing for me and you for example that's, no 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 more, uh, more me than you no no that's that's <laughs> no, i think that's me <laughs> give us more details on the on, on the on the other stages and its roots and, and and where it starts and where it finishes and where, where is the race village actually based so so uh, the race village is based on a on a beautiful wine farm in french uh, la cote wow. and uh, it, it's stunning scenery it's it's got uh, a, a beautiful facilities for us so that's the race village and everything starts and finishes from there so stage one as I mentioned goes out west towards yeah. Paul and Wellington uh, stage two is a beautiful beautiful uh, ride which is effectively Clarence Drive which runs as you know from um, Betty's Bay Arabella and we actually finish at the top of Steenbrust Dam yes. Gordon's Bay area and then the third day is the four passes which those who are familiar with cycling in the Western Cape would know that uh, those are the four passes in and around uh, the Stellenbosch, exactly. Yeah. And that's a very that's a very tough day to finish on. The final day? That that is, uh, so, and then the final day is a non-racing day. Uh, that is actually a festival ride, which is a celebration of some of our charity partners here in the Western Cape, as well as of our young development riders. And that is from uh, starts in Franschhoek and finishes at the Tsohosan Kalanen here on the in the waterfront in Cape Town. Now you host the Cape Ruler, the Alpine Challenge, as well as a few other events. Can you mention what the other events are internationally which you host? Yes, indeed. So, so the the four main events which which form the, the the pinnacle of everything that we do. We have about fifty fifty five event days a year. The top of the pyramid is the uh, London uh, London Paris, which is in its fourteenth edition this year. Uh, we have the Alpine Challenge, which precedes it, which is in the Alps. We have. Um, a, a spring classic, which is uh, the Roubaix, Hot Chili Roubaix, which takes place in April. And, of course, we have the Cape Rouleau, which is about to take place. This is Pedal and Stride. Every Tuesday at around 20 to 2. In studio, we have a special guest. It's Sven Thiele, the founder of Hot Chili. We continue our conversation after this. It's a big track. UPZ, pure surprise. It's Kirib FM. Tataway from 2. Th- Pedal and Stride is 8. Thanks, Dan. As Dan said, this is Pedal and Stride, your exclusive running and cycling segment on Good Hope FM every Thursday from around 20 to 2. In studio, we have the founder of Hot Chili, Sven Thiele. Sven, tell us about the Hot Chili development program and what's the focus and vision of this program. So... So we, so we founded, when we uh, set up our first event here in Cape Town, we founded a development uh, program for young riders because we felt that there wasn't enough opportunity to expose young potential talent to what it is actually ride, like riding and racing So you're basically Europe. saying that the big teams like Dimension Data or whoever in, in, in the world or in South Africa are not necessarily producing or providing enough development programs for elite or up-and-coming riders. The, the, the pro, pro cycling is and, and, and running Running and managing a pro team is notoriously difficult in terms of your relationship with the, the sponsors and the continual state of flux yeah. that they're in. Yeah. And therefore, 
they find it extremely hard to run a program at, at many teams find it hard to, to run a program to identify youth riders and young riders. Together with the fact that in reality, to, for an ideal situation, you need to discover a rider around about 13, 14, 15. Okay. And of course, the focus when you're running a pro team is on the riders who are 21, 22, 23. Yeah. So they do rely on, on, on people like ourselves who are out there actively encouraging young kids to get on their bikes and and perhaps perform and perform to a world-class level. But that does require a sizable amount of finance, sponsorship, and, of course, resources. So so where does Hot Chili, its development program, rely on on that sort of funding and resources? We we look at it in in two ways. One is um, the Western Cape is very kind to host us uh, on its its roads, and one of the things is that we invest back into the community in terms of um, activating cycling programs for the young riders here in the Western Cape. And secondly, we do have a significant number of European sponsors and, and, and what bike, the static trainer being one of them, who do invest cash and time yeah. themselves to help us uh, to find and to fund programs for finding these riders. So name some of the riders that has sort of the program has delivered to the elite or pro cycling world out there. I, I mean, top, you know, at the very front of what we, we do is a, is a young gentleman by the name of uh, Nicholas Lamini. And uh, we were introduced to Nicholas Lamini by uh, Ryan Sands, the runner here in the Western Cape and his wa- wife, um, who Nick was running in those yeah. days. And uh, he was just an enormous talent on the bike. And he was introduced to us at the age of 16, 17. He is now 21. He's better known overseas than he is here in South Africa through what wow. he's done with us over there. Um, you know, he's featured in magazines. He's featured in TV programs and TV yeah. shows. And he's riding for Team Dimension Data Continental Team, which is actually yeah. based out of Luca in Italy. Yeah. They actually participating at the African Championships last week. They did. They did. And they now moving on to the the, the next phase. Correct. Of the so so I, I think that really I'm not sure exactly what his race schedule is, but they may well be doing a, a few additional events, including the Cape Town Cycle Tour here in in the Western Cape, and then they tend to head overseas for Cur- the. Currently, for the how many season. how many how many riders is is forming part of your Hot Chili development program? Well, we have a program. We actually, last year, end of last year, we joined the program in Western Europe together with a program here in Africa because we felt that there was such such amazing skills and experiences that a young rider in Europe could share with a young rider over here in the Western Cape. So there are 16 young uh, riders here in the Western Cape, and there are probably in the region of about 30 in uh, in Western Europe. And so we bring some of the Western European riders to come and share their experiences with the riders at the Cape Relo this year. Phenomenal. Finally, so there's been, I, I perceive that there, is been, there has been a massive growth in cycling in Cape Town and in South Africa. Is that the case internationally? Am I mistaking this? Is this really just this massive growth in cycling and why? I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I've, I see, you know, Cape Town, you know, most, uh, let's say once a year at least. And over the last 14, 15 years, I can, I can see that cycling has grown Tremendously, and, I, and there's a big distinction here in, the, in, in South Africa between mountain biking and, and, and road cycling. I think what we're talking about here is, is road cycling. Mountain biking is big, uh, significantly big. Yeah. But I think road cycling here seems to be on a, on a very, very strong trajectory. I look at London 15, 20 years ago where people said, you're crazy. Why would you ride into the city? Why yeah. would you commute? Why yeah. would you do that? Now everybody does it. Why do you think that's the case? I mean, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle thing. It keeps you fit. But, of course, it, it, it's tough. It, it, it involves a lot of pain. Um, but just 
in brief, why do you think that is happening? I think there's there's many many reasons. There is this, there does seem to be kind of a global uh, movement, like there was with running in the 70s and marathon running, and in, in, in particular, there does seem to be a global movement, which is to get onto your road bike. Suddenly, it's quite cool to be in lycra. Uh, soon, it'll be cool <laughs> to shave your legs. You know that that type of thing. So, and and I think you know d- people realize that the health benefits, never mind the sporting and aspirational benefits, are are massive. And then you can commute as well. So, I think it covers so many bases. And it's becoming cool. Sven, thanks for joining us on Pedal and Stride here on Good Hope FM. We look forward to obviously having you back in studio. And good luck with the Cape Ruler and all your other events uh, globally. Thank you very much indeed. See you soon. Hey, yo, check it out. Good Hope FM. Good Hope FM. Now.